Frataloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores, where right now it's gardening mayhem. Everything you need for the garden at Frataloni's brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 625, May 26, 2021. 96 degrees on this day in 1978. We had a nice little hot run there in 1978. 34 in 1992. In 1978, of course, courtesy of Aquaside, uh, kids would have been swimming on a weed-free lakefront because that's what Aquaside does. They've been keeping beaches free of weeds and muck for more than 60 years. Uh, The products are quick and easy to use. They're registered with the EPA and DNR, and they're safe. They're signed off on by the... Even the lake detective loves this stuff. There's no need to let weeds overtake your lake or pond this summer. Call Aquaside. They'll identify your specific need and make sure you get the right products. Call them at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, director of social media. John Hyde in the newsroom. And occasionally, Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Will somebody talk for 30 seconds while I finish this? I I bet you got a code, didn't you, brah? No. Oh. You got to finish up some... Stuff he says. Chris, well, no then it gives me an opportunity stories. for a town ball no, story. Thank no, you for the intro, John. Boy, we took on the Montgomery not. Mallards on Sunday. Joe, by the way, I'm supposed to. This is no joke. I am supposed to say hi to you from the fellas that run the Montgomery Mallards concession stand down in Montgomery, Minnesota. Really? Yep, they're big fans of the Garage Logic podcast. I'll be damned. I'll have to stop in there sometime. Look for the. They usually play Sunday afternoons at two. Look, get well. you free water, maybe a beer. Uh, do they sell beer at town ball games? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they do. It's been a while since I've been to a town ball game. You should come. We'd love to have you. Uh, no. Last night, I, or beginning yesterday afternoon, I began to pay attention to who would report the, uh, the volley of 30 shots or so fired to start off the George Floyd Memorial Day. The CBS Radio News at the top of the hour at 2 o'clock, led with George Floyd, but no mention of the gunshots. The uh, 5.30 ABC Evening News on TV led with George Floyd, but no mention of the gunshots. Uh, Maybe other networks did. I don't know. Both papers did mention them, but you had to squint. You really had to go deep into the story. Uh, The Star Tribune story, if you turn to the jump, you get... uh, Crowds swelled on a warm afternoon at the south side uh, intersection, despite a jarring moment earlier in the day as activists were setting up for a gathering culminating with a candlelight vigil. A series of gunshots rang out around 10 a.m., a moment captured live on an Associated Press broadcast being filmed nearby. People scrambled for cover and witnesses reported a vehicle speeding away. Police said one person showed up at a nearby hospital for treatment of a gunshot wound that was not life-threatening. And that's it. That's the only mention. Uh, and, and I'm glad it was mentioned. They had an obligation to mention that. What surprises me is, as a reporter, uh, I would have been so enthralled with the irony 
that I probably would have tried to get it higher in the story. Uh, in other words, it's a, it's a one-paragraph reporting of the shots fired, but it's buried deep in a very long, long story. Uh, I, I, I found the irony uh, so irresistible to point out that I would have gotten it higher uh, in the story. Do you think yeah. that was done by design? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Well, you're a, um, you know... You're a reporter. Well, I, well, I just, I guess, I just gave you my explanation. True. As a reporter, I would have been very intrigued with getting that higher in the story. I thought it was terribly significant, terribly significant. Seems like and, the lead almost. Yeah, and and whoever wrote this, I don't have. I just clipped out the shooting part. Whoever wrote this apparently uh, didn't think it was that important, and uh, it might very well, of course, have had nothing to do with George Floyd. The gangs are at war in Minneapolis. But one I think the, that's what we're learning. One of the facets that wasn't reported on, except for our, the guy that, that featured the video for the Associated Press, was the, uh, the other female reporter who was trying to take a picture of the shattered window had her phone stolen and smashed. Remember that part of it? And he was the only person that said anything about it. Yeah. That's a story. I, I did see a stand-up, uh, an ABC guy was doing a stand-up at the time. I'm surprised they didn't use it in their... I mean, if you had a guy standing there and all of a sudden shots rang out, wouldn't you use that in your story at 5.30? I you would. Said, uh, ABC didn't. Yeah, I would, too, uh, immediately. But uh, they ignored it except to put it on Twitter, the ABC reporter standing doing the stand-up and then the shots ringing out. Uh, Fox 9 reports today the coach of a youth soccer team says his players are in shock after shots rang out between games in South Minneapolis, sending kids and parents running for cover. We heard two cars run into each other. And then right after that, we heard gunshots, said Alan Gorosa-Tieta, the soccer coordinator for Urban Ventures. Gorosa-Tieta says the gunfire erupted on the 2900 block of 5th Avenue South Monday night while the nearby soccer fields were full of kids. My God. The kids uh, were on the field uh, and they panicked. The parents did as well, he said, recalling the trauma. They were just trying desperately to protect their kids. He said... Uh, some of the suspects, four or five men, ran past the team with guns in hand. For some of the kids, it's the worst thing they are experiencing in their life, he said. We saw a few people running down the street, and one of them dropped here in the parking lot, and she was all scratched up and kept screaming, did I get shot, did I get shot, said Santiago uh, Guacamine, a nearby business owner. I, I, I apologize if I'm not... Uh, pronouncing that correctly. Guacamine was closing up shop when the shooting happened. He says after 17 years in the neighborhood, he thinks criminals are becoming more brazen. They just want to eliminate whoever they're fighting with, and we are collateral damage at some point. It's unbelievable, said Guacamine. Urban Ventures is a nonprofit organization that supports youth and families in underserved South Minneapolis neighborhoods. The majority of their soccer players live within a five-block radius of where the shooting occurred. This is a place where they are supposed to be feeling safe and forgetting about things like this, and I don't think it's fair that they're experiencing these things, said Garosa Tieta. With kids expressing that they're too afraid to go back to the fields following the shooting, coaches have canceled practice for the next couple of days and are looking for a field nearby where they can play. Minneapolis police are responding to the shooting, but the suspects had already fled. They are investigating. The gangs are at war. It's open warfare with these gangs. I think that's what, that's the stark realization of what we're facing now. And it doesn't make any difference if kids are playing soccer or people are gathering for a memorial for George Floyd. Uh, if, if you spot the rivals, apparently the shooting will start.
and it's happening all over the city. But why I don't understand what part of the brain of these of these thugs doesn't say, "Wow, there's you know, forty kids playing over here," and, but none of that matters to them. None of that does. There's no compa- There's no let up. It's I got to finish this task. I don't care if there's a six year old, a group of six year olds playing soccer in the middle of it. That's the troubling. That's just sorry. What have we talked about? You, you, the decline you say, of moral and ethical integrity. Well, you say you wonder what happened to their. What, what are they? They're not thinking. They don't care. They have no respect for life. They have no respect for authority, and they're they they have no moral and ethical integrity. There's no more proof of that than the fact that thirty thousand dollars has been offered as a reward to identify the shooter or shooters of the three children recently mm-hmm. in Minneapolis, one of whom has died. No response. No response. And I heard the grandfather of the dead child uh, quoted saying, we shouldn't even need a reward. Right. You, you, yeah. you, you, you mean to tell me that in this community people will not come forward to identify a baby killer? Well, he's right. They won't come forward to identify a baby killer because they have no moral or ethical integrity. Either that or, as Kenny said yesterday, they're terrified. Yeah, Kenny nailed it. That's exactly what's going on. But you know damn well people know who these shooters are. You have to. They're not shooting each other in a vacuum. People in Minneapolis know who shot at who shot at a gangster, missed and hit a kid. People know the answer, and we don't get a word from Al Sharpton and Crump and the rest of the the rest of the gang because uh, it's. Well, Reverend had a great tweet, and I think it was in reference to the Floyd family visiting the White House yesterday. But basically, said the same thing you are, Joe, today about. Where are these people about the three kids that just got shot, one of which is now dead? Mm-hmm. Uh, jumping on a trampoline at a birthday party. So now the decision citizens must make is... How high do I sell my house? No. How vigilant must I be considering the realization that quite obviously these gangs are in open warfare? What, where are you safe from getting, it happened Saturday, Friday night at 2 a.m. in Minneapolis. Well, that wasn't gang warfare. There was two guys shooting each other. But, but the point is, where, where are you going to be uh, reasonably certain that you're not going to get caught in crossfire? So that's why the gangs have to be taken off the street. Right. The thugs have to be identified. And there are people that know who they are. And they're gutless. They're either gutless or afraid. I'm not sure there's a distinction. Well, fear, I, I do think, is, is genuine and understandable, don't but you? Why, well, presumably, let's say you know the name of, of, of a shooter who was responsible for, for a child getting injured. Mm-hmm. Can't you collect the 30 grand anonymously? I mean, the police will know who you are, right. but you don't. What do you? You don't have to walk up and down the street saying, "Hey, I just got thirty grand." Well, but if I'm a Minneapolis resident, and let's say this is a neighbor kid that I know, or or, or whatever, but I know that kid, but I also have my wife and children living in, uh, let's say, South Minneapolis, wherever. I'm not. Tar- I'm not going to become a target. Absolutely not. I I don't blame the people. 
that know this and are, are fearful of coming forward, like Kenny said yesterday, I don't blame them one bit. Because they are, you've seen the senseless acts, Joe. You're just talking about it. You'll be the next target. Mm-hmm. I can't say I blame them. And I know that the police are handcuffed. Pun not intended. I got a long email today from a guy who grew up just north of Detroit uh, in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. And he said, oh, Minneapolis will not become like Detroit. Uh, Minneapolis has Fortune 500 companies on every corner, and uh, Minneapolis has culture and arts. And uh, what he was doing, he was being ironic. He said, so did Detroit. Was there ever a more massive economic urban area than Detroit? Right. Uh, was there anything that, that with museums and culture and artistic manifestations brought to the city by the automobile manufacturers and the banking and the tremendous wealth that was in Detroit? He said Minneapolis is kidding itself if it thinks it can, can avoid a Detroit-like collapse. It doesn't have to happen. We hope it doesn't happen, but he said if it can happen in Detroit, it's going to happen in any city. It won't make any difference if you have Fortune 500 companies or arts and culture and museums and a cafe society. It will all collapse. It did in Detroit. And we have those Fortune 500 companies now. It is collapsing. Yeah. It, not, not, it will collapse. It is, it's in the process of collapsing. So long as, let's just narrow it down to what it is. So long as gangs are in open warfare, it will collapse. Right. And they're in open warfare right now. And they are in open warfare because they are uh, liberated of police. When the city council started the war on police, started this defund the police nonsense, it gave these guys an opportunity to, you know, do their dirty work right out in the open in the middle of the day. Uh, the emailer uh, who was lamenting Detroit uh, said there was a period. Uh, in 1984, for example, the year the Tigers had a great year, he didn't go to a game. There were there were periods when you just didn't go to a game. And he said recently he has been to Detroit, and he walked from his hotel to Comerica Park, and it was an enjoyable experience. And he walked back at night, and it was enjoyable, and people were dining outside. Uh, but he said two blocks on either side was still Ruin. Mm-hmm. Burn buildings, collapse buildings, rubble. I, I had that same observation a couple of years ago when I was in that same area. There's a great hotel right by Comerica and Ford Field where the Lions play. Mm-hmm. And outside of that, it's just, it's complete ruin. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's a funny body noise. Is that Larry? No, I think that was Kenny. No. <laughs> Look at Kenny's little smile on his face. <laughs> <laughs> Is it lunchtime, Ken? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that was. It's interesting. <laughs> uh, by the way, on the soccer shooting Monday night, I heard uh, 30 to 50 shots fired. Wow. Jeez. You can't even have your kid play freaking that soccer. That has to be the place called Urban Ventures Kicks Field. Yeah. It's on 4th and 29th. Yes. Yep. Yeah, 4th and 29th? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And now but the kids... It's summer, and the kids need to be outside and having fun. And now they're going to be canceling that because of, uh, very justifiably, uh, for these kids are frightened. You don't want to play soccer while you have to dodge a bullet. We've had it happen in North Minneapolis during a football practice. Then you know what? Then hire a damn bus and get these kids out somewhere safe to play. And it should be on 
Mayor Fry's dime. But the money isn't there. That, that won't happen. I know. It's pie in the sky and, thinking. And when, when you're in a spot like that, uh, parents might not be able to do that. Parents might not have vehicles. You know, they might rely on public transportation yeah, that's solely. True. That's true. That's Andrea Jenkins' area, if I'm not mistaken. Well, there's a shock. The always silent, moronic Andrea Jenkins. God with you. Was people she in Minneapolis, a- you have really screwed up. No, the people in Minneapolis who are rational human beings probably voted, didn't pro- probably didn't vote for this crowd. But this crowd is, sa- this political salon is savvy. They know what it takes to get in office. Mm-hmm. Kenny, was Andrea one of those that was featured in your Take Action Minnesota endorsements yesterday? No, she wasn't endorsed. Uh, she was not, okay. No, no, no. She wasn't endorsed. Is that a ray of hope? No, no. Whoever got endorsed would be worse than Andrea that's, Jenkins. That's true. <laughs> More uh, yeah, radical than that. <laughs> if Fry doesn't get elected, you're, you're doomed. You're doomed. Because Fry would only be replaced by somebody even dumber than Fry. <laughs> yeah. Not dumb, just so misguided. Incompetent. They just can't see the forest for the trees. Gangs in Minneapolis are in open warfare. It has developed in the years since George Floyd died. It has developed in the years since George Floyd died because you have a city council aided and abetted at first by the mayor who allowed a police precinct to disappear and then hectored and denigrated and dismissed police for a year. It wasn't two weeks after George Floyd died that they didn't that the salon didn't show up in Powderhorn Park and give him passion speeches about we got to get rid of the police. The police are not shooting each other running across a soccer field. The police were not shooting each other one block from the George Floyd Memorial at 10 a.m. yesterday. Gangs are in open warfare, and you have created this salon. You have brought this about. You have created what Heather McDonald yesterday in the Wall Street Journal called open season in Minneapolis. Boy. To answer your question, that's Ward 6, and that one is the property of Jamal Osman. Ah, a new fella. He looks, uh, he could be Somali. I'm not sure. Ah, There's a fighting chance. That's all right. What the hell? Well, it's another great reminder of where do you want to work? Do you want to work downtown? You want to put yourself through the all oh, the construction delays, the elevator delays, the parking hassles? One of us no. still does. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> Check out a center point of Mendota Heights. It's a commercial office park. It's an eight-building campus and rolling, shaded land full of trees and walking trails it's right near easy access to highways 55 62 494 694 i bet it's not 10 minutes from the airport it's 10 minutes from everywhere and yet it's peaceful it's quiet you have your own building your own parking right in front of your building your own restrooms everything you need and uh our work environments are changing uh the fellas behind center point local guys st paul guys they know this. That's why this has been brought about. Uh, these office spaces are customizable. You can get exactly what you want. Uh, I've, I've visited the place in person. You can do that. 
or you can go to escapetomendota.com. One word, escapetomendota.com. Hey, become a part of the Chill Boys family like the entire Garage Logic staff and also so many of you GLers right now that have made your purchase for maybe for yourself or for somebody else. It doesn't matter because they are the hands down most comfortable underwear you will ever own. I promise you. They have a wide variety. It's performance boxers, bamboo boxers, bamboo boxer briefs. Just check out their website right now chillboys.com there you can place your order for the comfortable boxers or maybe you want a couple of cool t-shirts sunglasses whatever you want go online right now here's the coolest part if you have an order over 40 dollars, it ships fast and free in the united states yeah anywhere they're a local minnesota company and they are so happy to be part of the garage logic family they also have a really cool number of sale items that are going on right now so do like we did become a part of the Chill Boys family, whether you want the performance, the bamboo, it doesn't matter. You're going to really be happy with your purchase at Chill Boys Brand on Twitter. Flashlight, check. Tool belt, check. Attitude, check. He's going in. Joe Souchere. You know, that there seafoam, it's a wonderful product in a world of bad gas, and it's even better when it's free. And that is possible if you submit to me how seafoam saved your life. It picked you out of the gutter, turned you around, and sent you down to the path of recover and how things have really changed since you started using seafoam. Uh, and that's uh, that story, um, whether it's true or not, we don't care. Just put it to words. Uh, <laughs> it could get you free seafoam and a T-shirt. And uh, you can use it, you, you know, you light your lies small, about small engines, motorbikes, sleds, cars, junkers, old classics. We want to hear it. Send your emails to kolson at garagelogic.com. We've got about 50 letters so far in the hat. Uh, we draw names every Friday. And this seafoam stuff, if you haven't tried it, goodness gracious, go get some right now. It's magical and very easy to find. It's a global company with a stellar reputation. Uh, and a stellar reputation for making engines happy and keeping repair bills down. Again, send your uh, letters to kolson at garagelogic.com. And remember the line. A wonderful product in a world of bad gas, CFO. I declared yesterday, uh, May 25th, uh, to be the day my lilacs were at their fullest. I could have waited maybe till today, but I'll stick with it. Sure. I'll stick with May 25th, but they're just risky. as gorgeous today. Yeah. And unfortunately, they don't last long, so I just stand there and smell them. Uh, I just think it's fantastic. <laughs> and I, I was in charge of a, a very small child. Uh, oh. yesterday. How'd that Very go? small. Oh boy. How'd that go? Oh boy. I plucked off a lilac and I held that under her nose. Oh. Now, do you have the purple ones or the white ones? The pink. Pink. I gotcha. I wanted to get her trained early. So yeah. I just shoved pink. that right in her nose. You well, mean pink, lavender? purplish. Lavender. Lavender. <laughs> I'm, I'm not very good at I was colors. just going to go with it, you know. You, you got that kid smoking yet? You teach her how to smoke? <laughs> how to inhale? It's only eight months. Oh, as well. Yeah, might be too late. Hard to, light, hard to run the uh, lighter when you're only eight months old. Kenny, uh, <laughs> hi Joe. You moved, uh, but you did live in uh, would it be called South Minneapolis? Yeah. Were you satisfied uh, with uh, the number of trees in your neighborhood, for example? Oh God, are, are you? Are is he you giving really you a survey? Are you going to get me started on this? First of all, the city tree board, whoever these. <laughs> 
GD knuckleheads are. Thank you, thank you. They go around planting trees on the boulevard. That's that section of grass between the sidewalk and the street. What happens when you do that, Joe? The roots go down. What do the roots do? They seek out your sewer pipe. They break it apart. And now we've got two competing agencies in Minneapolis, the tree dummies and the sewer dummies working against each other, costing all of us money. Oh, my God, I hate them. Way too uh, many trees. I, Get rid I, of the trees. I, I, Enough I, with the bleeping trees. It's I a city. <laughs> Boy, I, I really, I, I really might have started. Thanks with for the, asking. Might have started with a different question. Other than that, well, now I want it answered without a tirade. Uh, okay. Mature trees in your neighborhood were they plentiful? Yeah. yeah, canopy. Yeah, it was really cool driving down the streets. You got the canopy going. Yeah. All right. All right. Because we're learning today that uh, uh, what is called climate change, remember the climate has always changed, is hurting people in cities more than it's hurting other people. And, of course, that means it's hurting poor people more than others. And, of course, that means it's hurting black people more sure. than any other person on earth are black, urban uh, Pe uh, people of color who live closest to the country's tallest buildings, they're suffering. But Kenny, uh, just answer my question. Uh, I've been to 38th and Chicago intersection many times, and that neighborhood's rife with trees. Yeah. yeah. Uh, North Minneapolis has trees. Tons everywhere, all Every, over. We got, you know what? We got a lot of trees. Can you find a tree? <laughs> I can, can get, get you get a, a tree. tree. Yeah, get you a tree. <laughs> but here we learn as the world warms. Due to climate change, I think the high tomorrow is about 40. As the world warms <laughs> due to climate change, two studies released this week show that heat exposure and related health issues are already having an inordinate impact on people of color and low-income communities. So I read this, tried to read it with a calm mind. How long that last? <laughs> no, it, it stayed calm because the question I asked myself is, okay, I'm being asked to believe a set of supposed facts that are being reported here by a guy named Tick Root, uh, Washington Post. The Star Tribune picked up the story. The Star Tribune, by the way... Those are some seen, bad parents. You're naming your kid Tick? Uh, the Star Tribune seems to have developed uh, an, af uh, an affection for placing uh, climate change hysteria almost every day on page two of the That's, A section. Yes, I've noticed yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Usually it's the always available Seth Bornstein from the AP who's crying about something. Today it's Tick Root. From the Washington Post, Take one study published in. So I'm I'm reading this. Let's all let, as I read this. Let's all GLers and and you guys. Let's all uh, uh, quiz ourselves about what you're being asked to believe. All right. One study published in the journal Nature Communications found that in all but six of the largest 175 U.S. cities it examined, people of color had higher exposures to heat than white residents. T.C. Chakraborty, co-author of the study, said, we didn't expect the disparities to be this systematic. Okay, I guess I'm being asked to believe that, that in virtually all of the 175 U.S. cities that this study examined, they found people of color had higher exposures to heat than white residents. Yeah. I, okay. Well, they're talking projects, Joe, projects, where there's just a whole bunch of high-rises that are called affordable and there's no trees around. That's what I'm seeing. 
that they're could in I, my mind's eye. Could I add another layer to that, though? Mm-hmm. Are they also factoring in the lack of air conditioning? Is that that's, part of that's it? That's not mentioned. You'd think they'd mention that in a study. Okay. But, but then where I think I catch them uh, in their BS comes up later. Uh, another study, which appears in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, analyzed hospitalization data in California during days where heat waves coincided with elevated pollution levels. The study found that the lower a zip code's median income, the higher the chance of hospitalization for unscheduled respiratory issues on those days. That could be reflective of an absence of air conditioning. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Knowing where to prioritize resources can hopefully inform policies that protect the most vulnerable, said Lara Schwartz, the lead author of the uh, uh, Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences paper. The new studies reinforce other recent research highlighting environmental inequities in minority and low-income communities. And the authors, as well as outside experts, say they hope their work will bring greater attention to heat as a climate risk. Heat is the number one weather-related killer, said Lad Keith, assistant professor of planning and sustainable built environments at the University of Arizona, (laughs) who reviewed both reports. But he says the problem often doesn't get as much attention as hurricanes, sea level rise, or other events being exacerbated by climate change. Both studies clearly (laughs) highlight how the damage from climate change is falling harder on minority and poor neighborhoods. (laughs) The Nature Communications paper explored what researchers call the heat island effect, where urban areas with little tree cover and a concentration of materials such as concrete and asphalt that absorb the sun's energy experience higher temperatures. Using satellite temperature readings between 2013 and 2017 and demographic data, From the U.S. Census Bureau, the study compared the temperature of undeveloped and developed land within 175 urban areas. That's why I started with my question to Kenny. There's as many trees in Kenny's old neighborhood than there is in mine. But you couldn't consider my neighborhood a white neighborhood. We had everybody represented (coughs) on my block, everybody. But but you could consider your neighborhood a a seriously urban neighborhood, quite literally in the middle of the city. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I, very been, diverse, though. Very diverse. I've Good. been to Kenny's place. Kenny has way more trees in his neighborhood than I do in mine. Oh, that doesn't surprise me at all. That doesn't surprise me at all. So this entire piece is farcical. And when my neighborhood re- was created, there weren't any trees at all. It was farmland. There weren't <laughs> any trees in the Twin Cities. None. No, it was farmland. <laughs> In majority white neighborhoods, the urban heat island effect was an average of 1.47 degrees Celsius. For people of color and those living below the poverty line, it was nearly double that, 2.77 degrees Celsius. Okay, well, that can't have to do with trees then. That might have to do with high-rise projects. Blacks saw the highest urban heat exposure increase at 3.12 degrees Celsius. Black people are allowed to have trees. I, that's that's just breaking news. That's that came from the Biden administration. Uh, black people are allowed to have trees. Ah. Even when this is where I don't buy it. Even when incomes were equal, people of color saw greater heat heat exposure than whites. B as in B, S as in S, because that would require further census data breakdown. If, if, if the incomes are equal between white and people of color, wouldn't the people of color live in neighborhoods where the so-called urban heat island effect would be less? 
Right. They'd yeah. be moving. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, that's this is utter BS. The reason, according to Chakrabadi, likely has to do with how American cities are organized, meaning uh, equal incomes. Generally, urban temperatures are higher in the middle of the city, he said, and that's historically been where minority and low-income communities are located, a pattern aggravated. Now we finally got to where we can blame this on white people. A pattern (laughs) aggravated by a phenomenon such as white flight. Excuse me? So it's That's a new the, one. It's the fault of white people. I who believe moved. I can fly. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the fault of white people, apparently, who moved out Move of central away. cities, uh, I guess, forcing black people to buy the house the white person sold. So they're blaming me. I take me. the blame. I guess your, it's your fault, Reavers. And me, John, fault, too. And, me John. Too. and John. You used to live over north, John. I, I, I yep. lived north Minneapolis, and I moved to Andover. So and why I, was I that, John? Why did you make that decision? For more trees? For more trees? I, I wanted more trees. Yeah, it was getting and, too hot. And less me. gunfire. Yeah. And less gunfire, yeah. So here's the deal, Such. Every day when you do this little broadcast, this uh, podcast, I have a map open. And today my map is the satellite version of Google Map. And I'm going all over the Twin Cities, all neighborhoods in Minneapolis, all neighborhoods in St. Paul. Guess what, pal? S tons of trees. <laughs> They're everywhere. You know. So this this is a, a lame generalization, and, and he actually uses the word generally quite a bit in this uh, piece. Kenny, how mm-hmm. can I access Google Maps when uh, one of the Google, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, drones, came into your front yard when you were still a resident of Minneapolis and you gave it the old one-gun salute. Is that still accessible? No, that's not on there anymore. Dang it! It was on for six months, then they blurred me out, and then after a year they uh, (laughs) took me off altogether. But the great part was the hose between my legs that I was holding on to. The garden hose. (laughs) And the other giving them the bird. don't even need a license, I don't think. You wear green because you can hide. It was my great pleasure playing the part of an old man as I would stand in my yard and just water my yard and stuff with the hose. (laughs) All right, here, here, I I asked you all, I asked you all to to remember what it is we're, we're being expected to believe here. And I think what... What I'm being asked to believe is that, and I don't doubt that a uh, uh, an urban area, uh, when you get downtown, for example, and there are no trees, sure, that could be hotter than living at Lake Minnetonka. I get it. Sure. Right? Sure. A couple degrees, yep. whatever. Okay, I get that. But what we're being asked to believe is that this is new and it's the result of climate change. No. This would have been true since the beginning of cities. There's nothing new about this. Why do you think for the last 150 years people wanted to have a lake cabin to get away from the heat? Why do you right. think for the last 150 years people from, from St. Louis would come up here on trains to go to a hotel by a lake? Now, if I'm... Uh, in other words, there's nothing new here. There's nothing new in telling me that the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, it might get warmer. Yes, that's been true since the beginning of the tallest buildings. This isn't new. It's not the result of anything. It's the result of living closest to the country's tallest buildings where you tend to not have as many trees, shaded areas, or parks. 
But don't you think part of this also is playing into it wants people to think of what white privilege is, that somehow yes. white privilege leads to this entire theory. But if we're yeah. going to continue down this rabbit hole, what isn't going to be blamed on white privilege? Well, I'm white, therefore I'm 2.7 degrees cooler than you are. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I've seen you. You're not that cool, Joe. No. Hey, speaking of St. <laughs> Louis. I meant temperature-wise. Speaking this of is all part of critical race theory, you know, what they're teaching yeah. in schools. But, but the tip-off here is that they throw in the phenomena of white flight. Could somebody please Ooh, tell me? That one up. Would somebody please tell what? me what white flight has to do with the environment? You know what I think it is? Remember years ago when we were still on the radio? I do. And we and we discovered um, that great. Uh, it was halftime of a WNBA game, and that large man tried to jump on the trampoline yeah, and yep. dunk the basketball. And I he went don't flat. And I don't think he had white flight. No. I don't think he did. No. I believe Chris, I you don't know what white flight is, do you? I don't. You don't? Okay. I'm it's looking when, it up right uh, now. Here we go. It's, it's okay. us, Chris. It's me. Yeah, it's, it's you. people who left the city. It's John. Damn yeah. right it's it, me. The it's sudden, not Souchere. Souchere is going to hold steady right there in uh, wherever he is. The Main sudden or, Under duress. Right. It's the sudden or gradual <laughs> large-scale migration of white people from areas becoming more racially or uh, eth... Oh. Ethnoculturally diverse. Oh, mine has nothing to do with uh, ethnicity. Yeah, it has to. Well, do wait, wait, wait till the critical race theorist, which is a failed academy whimsy, by the way. It has nothing to do with reality. It doesn't exist. Uh, critical race theory is absurd. But but wait till wait till the critical race theorist, especially in the failed academy, get a whole, get read this and think, wow, there's a whole new area to explore there. Uh, the people who moved to Chanhassen are responsible for black people wait, being wait. hotter. It's their fault. You know what you did, my, Reavers? You took the cool across, air with you. I must have. <laughs> what are we going to say about my neighbor across the alley? Dave, a black dude, works for the airlines. He's getting the hell out of there. What do we call that? Oh, no. <laughs> Is my black buddy Dave guilty of white flight? Yeah, getting the hell out of here. He's guilty of black flight. <laughs> what about Marvin that moved from uh, north side of Minneapolis over to St. Paul? Is he guilty of white flight? <laughs> oh, it's just such utter BS. And, and, and this one takes the cake where you can literally say that this phenomena, which isn't new, so it's not a phenomena, is aggravated by white flight. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? They like to lay it on. I was going to mention earlier, speaking of St. Louis, did you guys see some of the footage down there yesterday? No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we had the John help me it was the mayor that that called to defund the police and we had uh, groups of people jumping on squad cars and everything Dan- else dancing on squad cars. Oh, I did cars see that. Yeah, yeah. That's a nice touch. Portland burned yeah. down again. You know, well, it's been a while. Yeah. Before you wrap it up here, uh, I know a gal um, there in South Minneapolis that every time the tree department would plant a new tree under the boulevard in front of her house, she'd poison it. <laughs> oh, oh God. <laughs> Jeez. That's terrible. Yeah, yeah, That's that terrible. was awful. <laughs> but but Kenny, you nailed really, it. Really, really awful. Who in God's name would plant plant a tree between a sidewalk and the curb? Right on top of the sewer pipe that goes from your house to the middle of the street, which costs thousands. You know thousands. what we call that? Set it, it there. That tree will be good right there. <laughs> Learn anywhere. Set it there. Yep. 
Good afternoon, Joe. I want to thank you for helping me spend thousands of dollars last weekend Uh-oh, with your you? show's sponsors. <laughs> a while back, you were talking about your Fiat 124 Spider and how 2020 is the last model year of their production. You mentioned how you will be documenting your one-owner version of it. I love it. Well, I open up my big mouth to my wife about this. We both have an appreciation for cars. You got it. They went to Schmelz Countryside. A friend of ours is in Florida is on his second 124 Spider, and the last time we visited, my wife was eyeing it up. Last fall, she gave me the green light to purchase a car that I had been dreaming about since 2014, which I searched for and acquired. Well, she kept thinking about how the nice weather would be great for a convertible, and she was hinting that she didn't want a manual. I checked out the Schmelz Countryside Fiat website mid last week and noticed they only had one automatic 124 Spider Abarth in stock, which happened to be black like she wanted. That's mine. I called down and spoke with Christine and informed her that I would like to purchase the vehicle and surprise my wife with it on Saturday since we were planning on making a Grunhofer's run. (laughs) She agreed to take my wife for an extended test drive while I signed the paperwork to purchase the car. Now all I had to do was hope she liked it. When she got back, I asked her how she liked the car. She told us that she really liked it. I told her that's great because it's now hers. On top of all the little extra things they did at Schmelz Countryside to help me with this surprise, the dealership was extremely clean, all the staff was kind and courteous, and Jonathan Schmelz had a nice conversation with me. He didn't introduce himself. There was zero ego there, just a guy having a conversation with a guy about cars. I knew he was the boss man because Tom in finance, that's Tom Anderson, noticed that I was speaking with him and told me that's Jonathan. What a great group of people and a great dealership to work with. I can see why you are pleased to have them as a partner. Nice. And I'll finish I'll finish his email uh, when he does the Grunhofer's commercial for me. I have a so question. This guy, yeah. I have a question. Sorry to interrupt. Is this also a little bit of FFLF, though, with the purchase of said vehicle? Because he wanted it for himself and he's given it to Oh, no, her. it's hers. It's hers. He sent me a picture of it. Right, but with her behind the wheel. Didn't he want it for himself initially? Well, he was talking about some other car he wanted in 2014, oh. and he finally acquired. Okay. And okay. right now at Schmelz Countryside, Highway 36 and 61, 0% for 60 months on 2021 VWs. There are IDs, fours in stock. That's the completely electric vehicle. And as of yesterday, there were four 124s left. And when they're gone, they're unfortunately gone. Check everything out at SchmelzVW.com, SchmelzFiat.com, and SchmelzAlphaRomeo.com. better than a good day at work so by my standards that means a bad day fishing with a good cigar is probably the best day ever and the best way to make that great bad day fishing is to get that great cigar from Sodi's. Whew, that was a long way, wasn't it? <laughs> when when you roll into Sodi's to buy your cigars, you'll find out it's a great experience, a great shop with a huge humidor stocked with a wide variety of cigars, a wonderful smoking lounge, uh, all separated from the purchasing area, and it has a state-of-the-art ventilation system in, so you can go in, smoke your cigar, walk out, and not carry that smell home with you. The only thing missing here is a fishing pond or a creek. Uh, the guys at Sodi's, they have the knowledge to pick out exactly what's right for you. Cigars, that is, not crawlers or minnows. Uh, but if you're an old cigar pro 
In that case, look into joining the Sodies Club. That's a special membership. You receive a personal cigar locker there in the store and a 15% discount on all merchandise. They're located right off Highway 36, south side of 36 on Osgood and Stillwater. It's the last light right before you head over the new bridge. Hang a right on Osgood. You'll see Sodies Cigar and Pipe immediately on your right. You'll also find them at SodiesCigars.com. And when you roll in there, Tell them that the uh, crew at Garage Logic Podcast sent you. Hey, GLers, it's officially mosquito season. If you're getting eaten up in your yard, please call my guys at Mosquito Shield. They are owned and operated by GLers. Fantastic people. Ray and Mike, they are a father and son team who own and operate two franchises right here in the Twin Cities. They've been at it since 2014. And now in western Wisconsin, listen to this. Jay was so impressed last year by Mosquito Shield ads on GL that he wanted the service for his yard. So he said, heck with it. He bought his own franchise, and he is now serving western Wisconsin. These guys are legit. I've had them done in my yard. And here's why it's important. They use a proprietary blend that is specifically formulated to rid your yard of mosquitoes and ticks. It was invented by the founder of Mosquito Shield. They will take great care of you and your yard. Do this right now. Find them online at MoShield.com. That's M-O-Shield.com. Click on the locations in Minnesota and Wisconsin and you'll find them. Or just give Ray and Mike a call at 612-619-1556 for Minnesota Yards. And for Western Wisconsin, you can call Jay or Jack at 715-410-4221. If you mention GL, you are going to get $75 off your service with Mosquito Shield. Did you ever think common sense would be this much fun? Joe Souchere. I know I've been kind of tough on you for that rickety old gross deck that's hanging off the back of your house. And I know I brought up that leaning tin shed yesterday and the beat-up garage. And I'm not going to mention the curled-up shingles and that siding. What did you throw that siding up in the 60s? Uh, what I'm trying to do is urge you to maybe update your property. Bring the value up. You'll, you'll increase the value of the whole neighborhood. And if you have a notion, the time to do it is right now. And click over to aimhighconstructionmn.com because they do it all. Roofing, siding, decks, kitchens, uh, bathrooms, indoor stuff, outdoor stuff, uh, countertops, commercial work. You name it, Aim High Construction has done it, and they do it quite well. The issue right now is getting on the schedule and them finding the materials at a decent cost for you. This COVID deal screwed everything up, uh, especially getting materials. So give them some time, get on the schedule, and then let's get that done. Let's take care of that house of yours. Uh, Plan ahead. Make the call right now. Find out what Chris and his team at Aim High can show up and do your project. They're... I'm just going to tell you, they're perfectionists. Nothing is good enough for, for these guys. It has to be done perfectly. Again, aimhighconstructionmn.com. I just have a concluding thought about these, <coughs> excuse me, these studies that purport to show that warming is hardest on the poor. A, we don't even know if there's warming. Uh, nothing is new. And now we can add to that. What's not new is that urban areas tend to be warmer than non-urban areas. What is new is that every single weather event now, which has have always occurred, they are now looked at through the prism of climate change. In other words, in 1920, you had a hurricane because nature threw a hurricane at you. Today, you have a hurricane because of climate change. In 1947, you had a tornado 
because that's what nature threw at you. Today you have a tornado because of climate change. You have a hard rain because of climate change. You have a blizzard because of climate change. And now you have urban heat islands because of climate change. Dave Dahl, oh, when he was doing the weather for the last 75 years on KSTP, he was talking about urban heat islands 40 years ago. There's nothing right. new about it. Nothing new. Here's John Height. Well, wait yeah. a second. I'm looking yeah. at a piece here from the Star Tribune from, uh, I think it's about a month ago. It's when Biden and his wife posed with Jimmy Carter. What was that, about a month ago? Yeah, yeah the, uh, the, uh, miniature, the miniature Jimmy Carter. Sitting with uh, two <laughs> Minnesota getting hotter. The state's new normal temperature is 41.6 degrees based on temperatures recorded between 91 and 2020. Uh, that is 2.3 degrees higher than the first normal set between 01 and 30, which was 39.3 degrees. A guy named Kenny Blumenfield, senior climatologist at the Minnesota Department of Natural Resources, said we're one of the faster warming parts of the country and continent. It's due to greenhouse gases, according oh, to it? Mr. Kenny. Huh. B as in B, S as in S, but that's why the musk oxen died. At the zoo. I couldn't because handle they were the temperature. 100 increase. years old, 100 yeah. years old, and yeah. going to die. Here's John Hyde. Uh, thanks, Joe. And as long as we're talking about this, I'll, uh, before I get to the meat of the news here, uh, you must have missed this story. Intensifying climate change impacts from more heat waves to more flooded homes are driving a growing mental health crisis around the world. Oh. Those costs are so far underestimated and poorly understood. Mm -hmm. From more heat-linked suicides in Mexico and the U.S. to rising eco-anxiety among young people worried about their future. Oh, yeah. Large numbers are now being affected, said Emma Lawrence, a mental health specialist with the Institute of Global Health Innovation at Imperial College in London. And uh, this related to the last story, the effects of planetary heating are hitting the poorest and most vulnerable particularly hard and could widen existing inequities, warned Lawrence. Lead I'm, sure the will. I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. Just wanted to add that to your story. Sure, there, so sure. Why do you like to aggravate the mayor so bad, John? I saw that story, John, and I just... Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you did. thought it was BS. You can only read like so many, else. though, right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> uh, some breaking news. Let's do that before we get to the uh, other news. Locally, Hennepin County prosecutors have now filed murder and attempted murder charges against Jawan Carroll in that mass weekend shooting outside Monarch Nightclub. Uh, he's charged with nine different total counts. Uh, that shooting killed University of St. Thomas uh, grad-to-be Charlie Johnson. He was uh, just uh, a bystander, innocent bystander, as Johnson and friends waited for Uber to leave downtown. Uh, Carol was involved, apparently, allegedly, uh, in a gunfight with another man who was also killed in that incident. So he's now been f uh, charged with nine different counts, including murder and attempted so murder charges. So, Kenny, that means he'll be out in what, about a week oh, or a so? A year. I think a year. Yeah. I bet oh, he'll he's be already a Bet you he's already sitting at the drive-thru at the fast food joint right yeah. now. Yeah. Kids, listen, Uncle Reavers, if you're deciding to go out, do not stay until bar close. Get your ass out of there by at least 1 o'clock and wait inside right. until your Uber gets there. I really hope my 21-year-old son is listening. Please. Nothing son. good happens at Please. 1 o'clock. Well, uh, yeah, I'm still going to dispute you on that. Uh, just yeah. uh, Was that at the main careful. room? <laughs> Well, well, I had a cart in a bush light and sit in your yard. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I don't complain know. about your neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
the other breaking news this morning comes from San Jose, California. Uh, and boy, this uh, we just keep getting more and more news here. Apparently there was a shooting uh, and it was in a transit uh, union yard. Multiple active scenes, shootings to the VTA light rail yard. The mayor in that area says seven people, uh, up to seven people were killed in that shooting. Uh, the shooter is also dead, although he didn't have any information on how the shooter died. And there are also numerous wounded in the hospital. So uh, that, that's all we know, basically. And as you always say, Joe, the story will change, I'm sure, in the next 24 hours. So mm-hmm. a public area with uh, passengers? Uh, it's all they are saying is a transit yard. So I don't know if that means... Where so probably would be not. employees. Yeah. Probably not. And it was at 6.34 in the morning they got the first calls. Uh, so mm. it sounds like it may, may be an employee. I don't want to, I shouldn't speculate, but anyway, uh, we'll update you on that, obviously, as we can. All right, now in other news, uh, two kids, weird story from Woodbury, one in critical condition, were hurt after an incident early this morning. According to the city's public safety division, police responded to Lakeview Alcove, just south of Hudson Road, at about 12.45 after getting a 911 call that a child was being chased by an adult. Officials said the child was believed to be about six years old and that the adult chasing the child was a parent. Upon arrival, officers located the child who had minor to moderate injuries, according to the city's public safety division. But officers also found a second child lying in the street unresponsive. The second child was believed to be between four and six years old and seriously hurt, according to officers. A female adult was found in the area and was taken into custody. Two kids were transported to Regents Hospital. The first child has moderate injuries. The second is in critical condition, according to police. Police said there are no other suspects being sought and that witness interviews are underway and the whole thing remains under investigation. So we don't know. Mom beat up the kids? Is that what it sounds like? It's uh, what it sounds like. I, yeah. yeah. Former Ottertail County deputy has signed a plea deal in a deadly pursuit case. Kelly Backman has agreed to plead guilty to misconduct by a public employee. A charge of driving while intoxicated is expected to be dismissed. The 43-year-old deputy was pursuing a suspect in Fergus Falls last October in a chase that ended with a collision and deaths of a local couple, Steve and Diane Christensen. A blood test later showed that Backman was under the influence of fentanyl at the time of the crash. The plea agreement calls for 30 days in jail or electronic home monitoring. Former Senator John W. Warner of Virginia has passed away. He served as Navy Secretary, one of the Senate's most influential military experts. He died at the age of 94. Uh, Some people may remember him for being married to Elizabeth Taylor. The uh, squired celebrities was married. What number was he then? Well, he he had to be one of the last because that was 78. He was married to her. Uh, He went on to serve five terms after being elected before retiring from the chamber in 2008. Uh, A bit of a rarity in this day and age, he drew support from moderates of both major parties, establishing himself in the center of American politics. The past few years, he was often quoted as saying he didn't like the way things were progressing with the parties. Did Did she choke on a chicken bone? Is that what I'm thinking of? Death? Is that how she that died? That was Mama Cass, and oh, it was a ham sandwich in the bathtub. That's, oh, okay. That didn't happen, Kenny, as, <laughs> as you well know, as you're baiting me now. She, uh, she died of a heart attack, Mama Cass. Well, how did Elizabeth Taylor die? I think she died choking uh, on a chicken bone at the uh, Neverland Ranch think, with uh, Michael Jackson that a, on a roller isn't coaster. That a, isn't that, that a euphemism? SNL bit? I think that's, that's a euphemism. Oh, I'm going to look up Elizabeth Taylor, Choking on a idiots. chicken? 
bone. Elizabeth. Oh, I think it was at Michael Jackson's ranch. As he looks oh. that up, um, I have something for you, Joe, and you, John. I yeah. want you to just sit there calmly and maybe close your eyes and think about this. Okay. It's Pam Greer's birthday today. Oh, Pam. After many years of ill health, Taylor uh-huh. died from congestive heart failure in 2011 at the there, age of 79. While eating a chicken. <laughs> there is no there is no age where I would not answer the call when Pam said Pam I would I would leave my family on Christmas morning yeah. to go be with Pam Greer. Yeah. I wouldn't. She's born in forty nine. I would. Forty nine. She's seventy two. Uh, That's fine with me. By the way, Johnny, Mr. Warner yeah. was not the last one. Larry no, Fortinsky. Really? Larry Fortinsky. Okay. Fortensky. Sure. Fortensky was married. They were married in '91. They divorced in '96. <laughs> How long was she married to? Uh, John Mr. Warner? Warner was '76 to 1982. Yeah, yeah, six-year five run. year run. Six-year run. Oh, she married Richard Burton twice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She was she was stunning when she was young. Stunning when she was about woman. 15. Jesus. Okay, Joe. creepy man. She went about three bills in her later years. Yeah, but in her 20s, she was gorgeous. Okay, 20s. I, I'm not going to speculate on her at 15, Joe. Okay? I didn't mean 15. I meant 20s. But oh, then when she okay. got into her 50s, she weighed about three bills. Yeah, you dingalings can talk about this all day. Uh, You're looking at I, Pam, aren't you? Yeah. I've yeah. lost you now. You're just looking at Pam Greer pictures. Oh, well. Uh, New York prosecutors have convened a special grand jury to consider evidence in a criminal investigation into former President Trump's business dealings. Observers say the development signals that the Manhattan District Attorney's Office was moving toward seeking charges as a result of the two-year investigation, which included a lengthy legal battle to obtain Trump's tax records. Manhattan District Attorney Cyrus Vance Jr. is conducting the investigation into matters of uh, such as hush money payments paid to women on Trump's behalf, property valuations, and employee compensation. The investigation includes scrutiny of Trump's relationship with his lenders, a land donation he made to qualify for an income tax deduction, and tax write-offs his company claimed on millions of dollars in consulting fees it paid, including some to his daughter Ivanka. The new grand jury could eventually be asked to consider returning indictments. Working on that case, it also will be hearing other matters. The Post reported the grand jury will meet three days a week for six months. You still looking at Pam, Kenny? You You want me to shut your mic off, Ken? I think we can forget about Pam Greer. I think we forget about Kenny. Uh, Musician's death from last week that should be noted. I haven't been on since he died, but we lost the drummer for the Swampers. The Swampers, of course, the band at Muscle Shoals Studio. Uh, Roger Hawkins, who played drums on numerous pop and soul hits in the 60s and 70s among the architects of the funky sound that became identified with Muscle Shoals, Alabama. He died last Thursday at his home in Sheffield, Alabama, 75 years old. His death confirmed by his friend and frequent musical collaborator David Hood. David Hood was the bass player for the Swampers. He said Mr. Hawkins had been suffering from chronic obstructive pulmonary disease and Mm. other conditions. Uh, David Hood, now the only surviving member of the Swampers. Uh, some of the records uh, those guys played on, uh, Mustang Sally, uh, Respect by Aretha Franklin, Tell Mama, Etta James, uh, Hey Jude by Wilson Pickett, and literally hundreds of others. I'll Take You There by the Staple Singers, Kodachrome, Paul Simon. Really? They um, did I'll Take You There? Yeah. Yeah, wow. they were the musicians that played. They did everything. Does Grohl still everything. own Muscle Shoals, Johnny? Or what was his connection? <laughs> it wasn't Muscle Shoals. It was Sound City, I believe. That's it. Same deal. 
I do. Well, yeah, actually, he's in two different parts of the country. <laughs> you know, but he yeah, bought the know. thing, and then he like kind of made uh, music with it. I have, a, I have a question for Joe. Is it possible for global warming to actually happen inside a building, like oh, yeah. like in my yeah. office right now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you getting warm? Yeah. Are you? Yeah. Getting sweaty. Bam. Didn't Leonard Skinner have a line about the Swampers in, uh, Mus- in one of their Muscle songs? Muscle Shoals has got the Swampers. That's right. They've been known to lift a song or two. It's Freebird. They get me off so much, they pick me up when I'm feeling when blue I'm now. Feeling blue, How blue, about you? Blue. Oh, that's Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah, there's no blue, 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 Kenny. Yeah. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Hawkins said nobody really suggested anything to play. We would just interpret the songs in the 2017 interview. He said, now that I look back at what we did, in addition to being musicians, we were really arrangers as well. It was up to us to come up with the Were words. they the original players on I'd Rather Go Blind? Because that song. Oh. That, I would guess yes. I don't know that for a fact, but I, I oh, oh, think that you're song. probably. Ooh-wee, that what was song. your guys' favorite part of the Leonard Skinner show when we all went together as a team? Leaving. <laughs> Did we even see the opening song? Nope. John and I were the only I, ones left. I, yeah, I stayed. Uh, I had to. I was contractually obligated to sign the bill at the end of the night. Dawn on uh, Jason's show asked me last week if I'd ever seen Leonard Skinner and how they were. And I had to tell her, well, I went to a Leonard Skinner show a couple of years ago and I left before they hit the stage. Yeah. <laughs> That's when you and Joe crossed the river twice. Yeah. 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 Yeah, uh, 1977, uh, I would have rather seen him, but not now. Uh, there's a, You guys talked yesterday about the shortage of fireworks. Uh, we also have a shortage of porta-potties, apparently. No! Really? Roy- really? Well, uh, this especially hitting the East Coast. Maine is having all kinds of problems. Royal Flush, <laughs> get it? In mm-hmm. South Portland, currently has a back order of more than 60 porta-potties, and they say it's causing issues for new customers. Royal Flush says porta potty units are being rented out for longer periods of time because of the pandemic, and the factories that make them are running into manufacturing issues. All the porta potties at Royal Flush are already contract, uh, contracted for more jobs. Since they're prioritizing returning customers, other businesses looking for porta potties are having to wait. Uh, Royal Flush says if new orders come in quickly, they might be able to get all this solved by late June. And if you guys have ever watched the great movie uh, The Muppets in 2011, um, you'll know that Gonzo's Toilet Company was also called The Royal Flush. It's a big hit in our house. Uh, I, I was in one over the weekend and it had a light in it. It was at dark and you know, really? you never want to go in there in the dark and yeah, it was lit. It was oh. pretty cool. Yeah. Nice. You know the guy who bought his wife the Fiat at Countryside, Dan sure. Dorman? Yeah. 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 Well, that wasn't all the money they spent that day. They took uh-huh. the new car immediately to Grunhofer's in Hugo. I followed behind in her daily driver. We then stocked up on meat, lots of meat. We picked up Wagyu burgers, a few packs of the Rookie burgers, some brats, including the new jalapeno poppers, which are fantastic, two meatloafs, one normal, one town ball, a few of their giant kebabs, some meat sticks, and my favorite, their house-made pastrami. We are from the St. Cloud area and started making regular Grunhofer runs about a year and a half ago. It's an amazing place with great products and great staff. Considering it is a one and a half hour drive for us, we load up on each trip. I don't know if we've gotten out the door without dropping 300 bucks of time. Yep, we bring a cooler with some ice packs to keep everything safe on the way home. I doubt the Fiat Spider will be making the Grun run for us. There just isn't enough room in the trunk. I've attached a photo uh, uh, and... uh, it's a photo of the wife sitting in the behind the wheel of her new car. Another satisfied Grunhofer's customer. Grunhofer's old-fashioned meats. 
on Highway 61, just at the north end of Hugo, with the new location to open, Johnny, in mm-hmm. June, really if qu- Spencer can never right. get his ducks in a row with the city right. government. Really quick, by the way, speaking of Grunhoffers. <laughs> Hold on. A warning has been issued. Uh, oh, you are issuing a warning? I am issuing yeah. a warning. We have friends uh, in town. Meatloaf warning? I'm making a grunt run within the next couple of days. Uh-oh. So, Stock up, people. You've been warned. All right. You've been warned. Johnny, continue, please. This, uh, this does not seem like a good thing. China has revealed a new stealth bomber capable of hitting major U.S. bases in the Pacific with oh. nuclear weapons. Oh, good. I don't like that. The 5,000-mile range of the Ajan H-20 means it is able to hit Guam and other key facilities. Uh, one expert says if that's true, it's a game-changer. The development of the bomber has been kept under wraps by the Chinese authorities, but new images have now revealed in the magazine Modern Weaponry, which is run by state-owned defense corporation China North Industries Group. The publication describes the aircraft as a god of war in the sky, and computer-generated images show its remarkable similarity to the U.S. B-2 Spirit stealth bomber introduced in the 1990s. Chinese President Xi Jinping said he wants the country's military to be on par with the U.S. by the decade, end of this decade, and to have overtaken the rival by 2049, which would be the 100th anniversary of the communist What's to regime. worry? It's China. They have our best interests you in know, mind. You uh, know, I think the past year has shown they don't need a stealth bomber. They've already got <laughs> weapons at their disposal. Whoa. Whoa. Well, and isn't it funny how everyone's switching now to uh, be eager to find out if it uh, if uh, COVID yep. came from the lab? And of course, when when that was first speculated uh, by the Trump administration, it was poo-pooed. And, uh, yep. oh, no, this yep. is from nature. This now is from Fauci nature. has questions. These, these bleep Careful. commies Thank you. did this to us. <laughs> there were scientists from that lab. That, <laughs> excuse me, China. Go get were, your vaccinations today. Yeah. <laughs> Scientists from that lab were in the hospital as early as November. That's right, uh, yeah. Kenny. So, yeah. yeah that's and it's funny, it sounds like. Yep. But they're selling about. us on the wet market theory. Oh, it's a wet market. Hey, bleep the wet market. Some, somebody ate a bat. Yeah. And the highly intellectual people of our world uh, came out and brought up this theory right away last year. And they were immediately poo-pooed and canceled and made fun of and called right-wing nuts, even though they weren't. Um, and now here we are a year later. Hmm, interesting. Scientists in Singapore have developed an iPhone app that accurately estimates biological aging, and it discovered that oh, life expectancy sign up now. <laughs> life expectancy has the capacity to be almost double the current norm. Not at you, the rate you I'm live going. That long? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think I'm going to hit that. The instrument is called DOSI, uses artificial intelligence to work out body resilience, the ability to recover from injury or disease. DOSI, which stands for Dynamic Organism State Indicator, takes into account age, illness, and lifestyles to make its estimates. The study's first author, Dr. Tim Pierkow, said calculation of resilience based on physical activity data streams has been implemental in this app. So if a person's trends hold on, uh, holds into old age, 
The app finds a complete loss of human body resilience would not occur until the age of 120. John, John yeah. could you stop yeah. talking a second? Sure. What? What? You hear the dog, don't you? Is that Larry? No, it's not. We have a we have a guest dog upstairs with Larry. Oh, fun! She, oh, she's, bar- the, she's barking a, a guest a lot dog. Right now. Yeah. Oh, is Larry uh, got himself a little temporary girlfriend? Well, no, because she's just in town for a couple days. This dog is huge. I mean, uh, well, maybe Larry's into that. I understand that. Eight times (laughs) the size of Larry. God help me. Um, I'm just going to move to the next story now. Now I'm getting. Yeah, that one was boring. Can he go and have a cigarette? (laughs) (laughs) It's been been three weeks, and uh, I'm surprised nobody's. Nobody's dead yet. I'm really surprised. I'm just glad you're in Alexandria, not in this studio. Because <laughs> yeah. I've, I've been with you when you've attempted this before, and it was not pleasant yeah. being around you. Yeah, well, it, well it never I think is. you can do it this time. It never is. <laughs> yeah. Story, Evening. John. I'm, I'm getting there. Evening exercise might be uh, better for you than morning workouts for improving metabolic health, according to a new study of uh. exercise timing. The study, which looked at high-fat diets and overweight men, found that late-day workouts moderated the undesirable health effects of a greasy diet, while morning exercise does not. The study involved only men who were eating a fatty diet, but adds to growing evidence that exercise timing matters, and for many folks, working out later may have advantages. I got a better idea. What's that? Yeah. Don't eat greasy food. Then you can exercise anytime you want. I, I like greasy food. Well, yeah, that's not going to work. And burgers and, you know, yeah. all that fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, this, is, this is a tough one. The body of a missing man was found inside a paper mache dinosaur statue in a suburb of Barcelona, Spain. <laughs> I saw that story. Wow. That's a I was very when you saw it, didn't Mom, you? Mom, how did we lose I that? did. Oh, my God. Police, I did, too. Your Police father would have... It wasn't Love like a been here. It wasn't like a pinata deal, was it? No, it was a large uh, museum piece kind of uh, uh-huh. dinosaur. Uh-huh. Police said a father and son noticed a smell coming hey, from the. What stinks, Dad? Is that you? Coming, coming from the Stegosaurus it's figure on dis- <laughs> display in Santa Coloma de Gramané, and called the police oh, after the true. father saw the body through a crack in the dinosaur's oh. hollow leg. Oh. They called the authorities, who identified the corpse as a 39-year-old man who was reported missing by his family. You know what he was? Hmm. Hide-and-seek champion. (laughs) Joe. (laughs) Joe. (laughs) Firefighters responded to the scene to cut open the dinosaur leg and remove the body. Uh, Police have not confirmed this, but local media reports said the man dropped his phone, apparently, inside the statue and was trying to retrieve it. He fell inside, hanging upside down. However, police have not confirmed that that is actually how the man got in the dinosaur. Don't you yell for help at some point? Hey, hey. Have you seen the pictures? Yeah, and I actually had the audio. Um, I am stuck in a pair of handcuffs. In a dinosaur. Yeah, I'm stuck the, in that dinosaur. The dinosaur <laughs> well, was... Well, he obviously uh, couldn't call anybody. Right. It was... He looked for his phone. It was outdoors, the dinosaur at the museum. So uh, but, perhaps nobody wandered yeah. by it, okay. I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Police are waiting for the results of the autopsy to find the cause of death. All right, uh, GLers, I know you're uh, smart. Uh, you're smarter than me anyway, and uh-huh. I know you do a lot of research before you go out and spend coin on stuff, but 
I just want to warn you, there's a good chance you might spend too much money on a safe at a discount big box store. If you need a safe, please, you need a safe guy, somebody that can not only walk you through the process, but can save you some money at the time. And that that's where Rich comes into play. He's the owner of Maple Grove Lock and Safe.com up in the uh, Grove. And he sells, among others, Liberty Safes, the best safes ever made. They're made right here in the United States of America. And he's been saving us money for over 30 years in Maple Grove, offering full residential and commercial lock and safe services at good competitive prices. And I'm talking all sorts of safes from really big giant units uh, uh, vault doors all the way down to small compact units that you can put in your nightstand or in your vehicle if you need a safe you need a safe guy that guy is rich he also carries other brands other than liberty safe he offers full commercial and residential lock and safe services again the website maplegrovelockandsafe.com <laughs> This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. Why don't you turn your next golf adventure into more than golf? And you can do that up at Giants Ridge when you play the legend in the quarry because uh, it's quietude, it's nature, it's woods, it's lakes, it's hiking, uh, biking, water recreation. It's just gorgeous. And there's a 37-hole special underway at the legend and the quarry. You play them both on the same day, two of the best public courses in the country. Uh, plus lunch between rounds for one rate, $160 plus tax on weekdays and $175 plus tax on weekends. And they're very accommodating at Giants Ridge. You want to put together your own tournament? They can uh, they can figure out uh, golf uh, rates or group rates for groups of eight or more, including those customized tournament packages. These uh, these two courses are well known throughout the golfing world. They're the best, uh, some of the best in the country. And uh, I'm taking the GL gang up this summer. Yeah, when are we going? Well, we're going to arrange it. I'm a bad planner, but I got to plan this because I want to get to Giants Ridge and uh, to learn more and to see course flyovers and make tee times. Uh, go to GiantsRidge.com. You can also call them 218-865-8030. But it's GiantsRidge.com for more than a great golfing experience. Just a really, really great life experience. Will you give me a couple weeks heads up so I can stock yes. up on range balls? Yes. In my and garbage you can bag. Bring them up in a uh, Ziploc bag. Yep. Yeah. John, did you have more for us? I'm sorry that you were cut off. John, you're. Uh, Zod. There we go. Here, now your mic's on. John? Huh? Yeah. Did you have more for us? Yes. Okay. What, did John have a stroke? I think so. It, uh, I, it's a, My mic, there was nothing wrong with my mic. No, it was Reaver's fault, Joe. It was my fault, end. It was my it end. Was I see, I see yeah. what you did there, I apologize, Chris. Sorry Johnny. for busting you. That's okay. I should have taken the blame. Uh, Amazon said Wednesday, this morning, it will acquire MGM Studios for $8.45 billion dollars marking its boldest wow. move yet into the entertainment industry and turbocharging its streaming ambitions the deal is the second largest acquisition in amazon's history behind its 13.7 billion dollar purchase of whole foods back in 2017 amazon said it hopes to leverage mgm's filmmaking history and wide-ranging catalog of 
4,000 films and 17,000 television shows to help bolster Amazon Studios, its film and TV division. The deal emphasizes Amazon's willingness to spend deeply to remain competitive in the crowded streaming market. Amazon, Netflix, Disney, and other video streaming services have been looking to beef up their content libraries to win over new subscribers, committing billions of dollars toward licensing content and developing original programming. Did, did you say 4,000 films? Why does that seem light? 4,000 films, 17,000 TV shows for MGM. Doesn't mm. 4,000 films nice. seem light? Mm. No? Nah. Okay. No. Facebook and Instagram users will soon be able to hide the numbers that show how many people like their posts and photos. Instagram began hiding likes in 2019 as part of an effort to make people's time on the app less stressful and not so depressing. While many users liked the feature, others, including some influencers, worried it might take away from the social media experience. At the time, the platform didn't give users a choice to hide or unhide the like counts. Now, after a test, the company announced last month users will be able to flip a switch that hides public like counts. Instead of a number telling you how many people liked your latest, oh, puppy photo, you'll see something that says liked by uh, Joe Souchere and others. So and I was just going to add, uh, and here with a detailed breakdown of how the like system is going to work on Instagram is Joe Souchere. Well, you know, there's a like button. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, Joe. Hey, Neither do we. Yeah. <laughs> a Los Angeles toddler has been accepted into Mensa the largest and oldest high IQ society in the world. Uh, this person, Kashi Quest, is two years old, really? going on three, has an IQ of 146. The average IQ in America nah. is 100. Nah, I'm not buying that. Currently, Quest is the youngest member of American Mensa. Uh, she's, uh, her mom says, we started to notice her memory was really great. She just picked up things really fast and was interested in learning. By about 17 or 18 months, she had recognized all the alphabet, numbers, colors, and shapes. She can also identify all 50 states by shape and location on a map. Uh, she's she's learned much of Spanish as she uh, grows up. Knows Get over her out 50 of the house. Knows yeah. over 50, 50 signs and sign language. Can count to 100, identify elements on the periodic table by their symbols, and is now learning to Does be Does she a have reader. any friends? Yeah. Can she socialize? Well, mom says at the end of the day, she's very much in that toddler stage. So she's very much still a normal two-year-old where uh, we have negotiations. Like well, I don't have tantrums. What's your name? Her name is Kashi Quest. Well, is she an Indian child? Is in the country of India? Uh, I believe that would be true because mom's name is Sukjit Athwal. Mm. Huh. So, well, I don't yes. want to really brag or take this moment to brag, but you guys remember this one. <laughs> He is now six, and just the other day, um, he was in the shower, and I asked her, you're almost done, buddy? And he said, I'm scrubbing my butt. So, <laughs> Well, he's the kid that was in the baby crawling contest and went the wrong way. Right, and yeah, uh, yeah. it took him a little bit to get her going. Yeah, so, is he yeah. the one that named the cat Dum Dum? He sure is, Kenny. Good memory. <laughs> I love that kid. <laughs> I, I was rather, uh, I listened to Monday's show, and I was very upset that you guys skipped over the kid that kept saying, apparently, that Joe just wanted to breeze right See, by when you're playing See, John, the, I wish you would have been there, because that one's funny. Apparently. Apparently. That's the best one. 
Yeah. Apparently, well, I've never. Are you been doing on, on that, uh, Reeves? You cut that up yet? Well, you said you didn't want it. Oh, that's right. No, he. <laughs> off the air, he said he didn't well, want it anymore. Oh, off the air. I was going to say on air. On air, he wanted it. Up, it and, yeah. and you said uh, you're working on it. Yep. So. I got a couple of them. How can such a beautiful day like today become 40 degrees tomorrow and all day rain? Isn't it awesome? I love oh. this. Jeez. Are you asking Best the NBA ever. question? Why can't today be like this every day? That's right. <laughs> yeah. Why can't you do this every day? I want to go riding today on a Bentelli e-bike. From where? EcoFund Motorsports in Forest Lake, they have the inventory. Very few people have the inventory that EcoFund does. But the best part about EcoFund is you'll get the right fit. And, you know, you're a first-timer. You don't want to fall off the thing or look like a klutz. You've got to have the right frame size and the right saddle and the right size tires, and they're experts at fitting you for your Bentelli or Yamaha electric assist bike at EcoFun Motorsports on Highway 61 in Forest Lake. And a full line of Yamaha products, uh, gas-powered scooters that turn every errand into an adventure, uh, helmets, apparel, great service department, but really great people, knowledgeable people about what they have there. And they have an inventory of Bentelli e-bikes, and uh, the riding season is upon us. You can find them right on Highway 61, the Highway of Love, right there in downtown Forest Lake, John. A Virginia man said uh, his free time during the COVID-19 pandemic allowed him time to work on an invention that coincidentally involved stopping germs. This is a device that allows birthday candles to be blown out without spit flying everywhere. Oh, wow. 44-year-old Mark Appelt, a University of Virginia graduate and a current resident of Richmond, Virginia, said he came up with the idea for the Blowsy Birthday Cake Candle Extinguisher while at a children's uh, birthday party mm. before the pandemic. Appelt said, we were at the kid's birthday party with some friends. The sun was coming through the window at just the right angle so you could see all the droplets fly through the air and all over the cake. Oh, the how'd we get this far in life? Why, why did you have to say droplets? Gross. Droplets. <laughs> Appelt said he was chatting with other parents, and they wondered whether there was a consumer product designed to stop birthday cake candle blowers from getting their droplets on the oh cake. God. He said, I thought there Can had to be something. Can I get a corner something... piece with all them droplets? <laughs> Some device <laughs> on the market, but there wasn't. Once the pandemic hit, I had a lot of time to think about it and a reason to work on the idea. Is that, is that what's all over my keyboard here? No, that's, droplets? that's something else. Appelt designed the Blowsy, which allows children to still use their own lungs to blow, the but the what? air that travels over the cake doesn't the, come from their lungs. The, the what? Yep. There's a little electronic sensor in there. You blow into it, you're activating the sensor, it switches on a fan, that creates enough airflow to blow out the candle. This guy and should be in jail. <laughs> yeah, that's a mechanical advantage. The whole bit is you're supposed to let your son or your whatever, then it's how many boyfriends or girlfriends you're supposed to have. Isn't that the bit? But it, it right. still matters how much the kid blows into the blowsy. That's what, so it's still yeah. the kid still doing it. This story kind of is a blowsy. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> one of the worst stories I've ever heard, John. <laughs> the one of the worst stories I've ever heard. That belt said the blowsy was such you a. still going to keep going even after I said that. Got to huh? plow through with the blowsy. Such a Sounds hit. like an unfortunate nickname to me. <laughs> was such a hit with kids and parents at local birthday parties. He's now selling his invention online, and he says it's doing quite well, regardless of okay, your geek. hesitancy to uh, buy one. Only. Uh, 
you're done. That that story that's, ruined. That's going to be it for the day. Yeah. <laughs> that's it, huh? Okay. Only because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park in Mumpumalanga, from our friend Tom Lyman. On this day in 1861, author and naturalist Henry David Thoreau, traveling west to preserve his health, arrived in St. Paul and spent two weeks exploring the flora and fauna of the surrounding area. Huh. And on this day in 1900, Dr. Justice Chage, no, I'm sorry, Dr. Justice Ohage, uh. Donated Harriet Island, named for schoolteacher Harriet Bishop, to the city of St. Paul. Huh. On this day in 1949, Pam Greer was born. Yeah. <laughs> on this She's day 72. in 1989, John Jose Canseco knocked the ball with his head over the fence. I saw that oh, on that Super 70 best. Sports. Yeah. That's the best. That Wild tonight, 8 o'clock start. Uh, I suppose TV uh, demanded that, huh? 8 Fifteen. Oh, eight fifteen. I don't. I've, for give, us? I've given up. I've, when you can go to Vegas and get outshot forty to fourteen, uh, I'm done trying to figure it out. Got a hot goalie. Yes. We are going to win this one. I'm going to tell you right now. This is a wild victory. But can I do know you can't win the cup until you reach the cup final. See, that's the kind of insight we're looking for. That's, that's where you got sports hot talk take. right here. Hot yeah. take. All right, GLers. <laughs> hey, really quick, let me remind you about our good friends at Harmony Spirits down in beautiful Harmony, Minnesota. GLers, heck, if you're down there today, it's going to be a gorgeous afternoon and evening. Stop in, say hi to the fellas, try some of those great spring cocktails that are in the tasting room. Also, please continue to go into your local liquor store and continue to ask for the Harmony brand by name. Hey, by the way, uh, we all made the Twitter account on Harmony Spirits, by the way, when we were standing in front of that sweet... Uh, Harmony Spirits Hot Rod. What was it, Joe? Was it a... Uh, it's a Pontiac Transam. Pontiac Transam. That's it. When we were at the auto show last sure. week. So check that out, too, by the way. Uh, sign up for like the... Javelin to me. What no, was? it wasn't. It was a Javelin. No, it wasn't. <laughs> a Javelin. I, I, I'm, Reavers I, has no idea what I'm a Javelin lost. is. I don't know what it yeah, is. I do. Just finish your deal. Okay. AMC. <laughs> anyway, so uh, sign up for that monthly newsletter, and one person at random will be selected to receive a free bottle of Harmony Spirits. Stop in, say hi to the fellas, tell them that the dum-dums from GL sent you their way. Right? Yeah. Okay. The Javelin was a hot rod. That's nothing to be ashamed about. That was a nice little car. Okay. Rare, too. I'll, Not I'll, everybody had them. I'll take your word for it. Um, please... Do us a favor and follow the thousands of garage logicians that have liked and subscribed to our YouTube channel. Uh, we're going to have some good stuff posted today, by the way, so make sure you check that out and download the PodMN app for either your Apple or Android devices. Yeah.